you know, I'm really holding the container and leading the container, but it's not contingent on me and my expertise. It's really contingent on the community as a whole and who I'm attracting in. We became entrepreneurs because more than anything, we want freedom. We want to be in control of our own schedule, income, and life. But unfortunately, that isn't always the reality of being a business owner. I'm Gillian Perkins, and I'm on a mission to take back entrepreneurship for what it's supposed to be. In every episode, I'll share with you how to get the most out of every hour you work so that you can work less and earn more. Let's get to it. If you're thinking about creating a digital product, then you might be trying to make that decision between should this be a course or should it be a membership site? Maybe there are a couple other options you might be considering as well, like maybe you could just write a book or maybe you could provide one-on-one -on -one coaching. But the truth is that there are many more options than just those that are met at the surface. There are many nuances that can be had within the course or the membership product structure. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. In this episode, I interview Julie Solomon, the CEO of Empower You Incorporated, the host of the Influencer Podcast, and the creator of Shine. Now, Shine is a really different sort of program and product than a lot that we see on Line. And I was so interested in talking to Julie about how she structured the program and why she made the choices that she did. And also because it is a quite premium program with a premium price tag, I was curious to know exactly how she markets it, how she attracts members to it, any pros or cons that she's found with that business model, and any challenges that she's run into with growing it. As you listen to today's episode, I really want you to listen in, especially for what Julie Julie says about the reasons why she made the choices that she did to structure the program the way that she did. Because even if you don't want to create a program quite like this program that Julie has created, I still think that understanding her reasons why she made her choices could help you to better think about how to make the right choices for whatever product you're creating. So let's do this. Allow me to introduce to you Julie Solomon. So tell us about Shine, Julie. What exactly is it and what led you to create it? So Shine is a premier network mastermind that is within the container of a six-month program. And it is for leaders who are ready to accelerate their impact, grow um, a real influential network so they can create iconic success. And why I created it was really for that reason. I was starting to notice that there were a lot of leaders and experts and entrepreneurs in my community that they knew that they were really good at what they did. They had, you know, an expertise. They did their job well. They had a proven track record in their industry. They felt confident in what they had been able to make happen in their career. But there was just this one little problem, and it was lack of exposure. And due to that lack of exposure and lack of brand awareness, they really weren't able to make that massive impact that they were looking for. It was kind of like they had checked off all the boxes, but they still hadn't hit that level of exposure and recognition and impact that they wanted to have so they could really show up and really do what they were meant to do in this world. And because of that, their ability to grow started to plateau and so did their income. And so when I started to kind of see this, I was like, you know, there needs to be a container and a vessel for people to be able to come together, have that support, be able to meet the right people 
in which I can say, you know, really success is all about who you know and who you surround yourself with. And I think that's what makes Shine so unique because we make sure that the members in our community that they are connected with other high-level peers. We have, you know, a pretty intense vetting process. And then what I really do well is is connect. And I have a vast network of tastemakers and experts and strategists that I know just through my years of being in the business that I'm I'm in. And so I bring those people in so they can start to tap into, you know, a higher level of networking and really create those valuable relationships and resources that help them grow. So you described Shine as a network mastermind within the container of a six-month program. What exactly does that mean? What does that look like? Yeah. So the time that a member is in Shine is it it goes through kind of a a six-month period. During that six-month, there is coaching and strategy that will happen. So we have some group coaching that happens. We also offer private one-on-one coaching every month if someone feels like that they need that. Um, And the way that we really create these mem- these meetings every single month is for people to get direct access to not only strategies, but then they get direct access to a network of people. So not only the peers that are in the masterminds, but the people that I have come in to coach, to teach, to um, kind of rub elbows with. And so that is kind of the networking piece. And then another thing that we have, which I think is really unique and different, and this is just something that I um, kind of saw was needed. So during the six month um, time that you're with us, and then if you re-up, you get it as you every single six month block, but we have what's called tech talks. So one of the reasons that um, I have seen a lot of people kind of limit their ability to grow their impact and scale, especially when it comes to reach, is that they don't feel like they have the tech side of things down. They can't really expand their email marketing because they don't understand all of the tech that comes with email marketing. They can't expand their social media because they don't understand all of the back-end strategies that may come with that. And so we do monthly tech talks with a tech expert. Her name's Chelsea Suriano. She's actually one of my team members. And she will come in and just help the members navigate and organize all of the tech and system sides of their business so they can kind of reach different levels of that impact that they're looking for. So in some ways it is it is a program because we do have curriculum, we do have strategy, but it's really about surrounding yourself with these other members, really utilizing them and using them to help you grow. Um, the other thing that we do that I love is that we have panels every single month. So we actually let the members of our community who, again, are experts in their own field, come on a panel discussion and really tout their expertise and share what they need to know. So this is kind of the opportunity that we really start to see our members start working working with one another. And so they're building those relationships. And then that's how it really grows and scales for them. So I can tell that you have added each of these different components in to serve that like ultimate purpose that you have for the program, right? You really want to be helping people to network, to grow their businesses and grow their brands. And so I can see how each of those different components really helps with that. I'm curious from a personal side, actually, why did you decide to start a network mastermind program of this sort? How did that fit into your business structure? And how did it fit into your personal life as well? When I looked back at my own career, and if I could say, what was the number one thing that actually made impact in my business? Um, far more than strategies, far more than, you know, just buying some done for you program, far more than trying to emulate how, you know, another person did their business or even how they thought. 
it was a mastermind. About five years ago, I joined my first mastermind. And in that year, my business went from being a $250,000 a year business to a $1.3 million a year business. And that literally came from me being put in a container in a collective with other experts and leaders who they were at my same level. We might've been in different industries and had different niches, but we got each other and we were there to support each other. And then we were there to learn from one another. And that's when it really clicked for me that it's not about just looking at other people in my industry, maybe emulating what they're doing, but it's really about learning from other people, potentially in other industries and being able to really, and I say the word network. And sometimes people think when they think of that word, they think of like a big conference room and you're wearing laminates and you're like, you know, gunning and winking with people. But the way that I really see networking is at a much more intentional and intimate level of how are we coming together and actually creating a net of resources and of support and of help to then have to then build a net, if you will, foundation for us to use as a jumping off point to take our impact and our exposure to the next level. And so when I was in a mastermind, I was like, this is great. You know, I'm meeting all of these amazing other people and I've learned a lot. I want to be able to take this idea and bring it to my community and to be able to serve them at a greater ability. So when you say that when you joined that first mastermind, that was when things really started to change for your business. I'm curious what you think the the main thing was. Was the main thing what you learned from the people or was it having the connections and the, the who you know that who that connected you with and how that helped you attract more customers, for example? It was definitely the connections because once I knew the people that I needed to know, then I was able to learn at a higher level. I was able to be a part of conversations that were at a higher level. You know, that phrase, I wasn't the smartest person in the room. And I'm a firm believer that you never want to be the the smartest person in the room. And so, you know, it's not just about hey, this worked for me and this is the software that I used and this is the strategy that I used. But it was like, you know, what were the results that you were trying to to achieve? What were the objectives and who supported you in getting there? And what did you test out and what worked and didn't work? And how was the people that were connected to you and that supported you and that even shared your products and services with their community? How did that help you get to that end result? And so to me, it was definitely the connections first And then really the opportunity and the doors that were open from that that allowed me to start learning at a much higher level. I can tell that when you started Shine, it was really because you saw the power that masterminds and networking had had in your own life and in your own business. And so you wanted to, like you said, bring that to your community. How did you initially start Shine? What did that process of launching the program look like? How did you create it? How did you get your first members? Yes, I started Shine in 2020, the beginning of 2020. And at first it was monthly membership. You could pop in, you could check it out, you could leave if you wanted to. And I very quickly figured out that it was not it was not supporting the vision that I originally had. Because if people are kind of popping in and popping out, and I call them window shoppers, right? Mm-hmm. They're not really 100% in. They kind of have one foot in, one foot out. They're not going to be able to support and really bring the impact to the larger community that I was envisioning. And I think that this is an important story because I want people to remember that when you are the CEO of your own company, when you're the own visionary of your own products and services, you can change your mind. 
And you can literally change your mind today and you can change whatever you want to. You have free permission and free reign to do that. I think a lot of times what happens is that people feel like, well, it started this way, so now I have to do it this way. And then you start to feel the frustration and overwhelm. But I am a huge believer in the ability of testing and really needing to test. And I feel like, in, especially in the online world of marketing and influence, things are always changing. Nothing is the same. And so you have to be able to roll with the punches and you have to be open to you know, getting feedback, hearing no's, learning from your no's. And so I knew that I needed to change that because what I also was finding is that all of the all of the weight was on me you know it was like i needed these people to realize that i can connect them to the right people i can give them strategy i can coach them through things but i can't make them win they have to want to win and so i knew that i needed to change the container in a way that brought people together for a certain amount of time. I also t- tested a year and I felt that, you know, after testing a month to month and then after testing a year, for me, the sweet spot was six months. And that's really been what has worked well for our community and what seems to be a good flow. I love that. I'm a huge fan of the testing process as well. We actually run a small accelerator program at my business called Validate, where we guide people just through doing that with new products because I see so many people either never creating something because they're like not sure if it's going to succeed or they create something and they go all in with it and they never have any proof that it's going to work that people actually want it and so then they're just kind of gambling with a ton of time and maybe money trying to market something that they have no proof people actually want so I love that you went about this in this iterative way trying some different ideas listening to your audience to get feedback on what they were really interested in and really needing and responding well to So when you first launched that very first version of the program, what exactly did like your marketing look like to attract those first members? Yeah. So the marketing, which I think from a foundational point has always remained the same because my vision's always been the same and my purpose has always been the same. I've just had to pivot, you know, how, how are we actually bringing it all together? You know, the, the, in, in even my, my ideal customer, it may be a new outfit or a different kind of flow, but it's still really the same idea at the end of the day. And so what I use mostly um, is my podcast, is my just largest generator to not only build know, like, and trust, but just to get my message out, my vision out, what I stand for, what is my mission, what I don't stand for, who I'm meant to serve, who I'm not meant to serve, which I know that you probably know this too, Gillian, you learn that by testing (laughs) really quickly if you're testing, like, okay, this is who I am for, this is who I'm not for. Um, And and then Facebook ads, you know, I use Facebook ads, I use the, the podcast for more organic, and then I tend to hang out most on Instagram just for more organic marketing, doing Instagram stories. And then I'm also a firm believer in people don't really want to know how I did it. They want to know how they can do it. And so the best way for me to show that is by letting members of the Shine community share their experience. So what we do, I will have them obviously on the podcast, but we also have what's called our Shine Student of the Week that I do Instagram Lives every Tuesday with one of our Shine experts. And they come in and we're really just talking about their expertise. It's not really for them to tout how great Shine is, but it's more for this is who I am. This is the business that I'm in. This is how I support other people. And then they talk about how their expertise really allows for the community as a whole to rise up and create more impact. And how they've been able to show up and serve the community. You know, I'm really 
holding the container and leading the container, but it's not contingent on me and my expertise. It's really contingent on the community as a whole and who I'm attracting in. And so the marketing also has to be reflective of that as well. I love that. I love how you have intentionally made yourself not the center of everything and you haven't tried to make it all about you or about shine but you've really allowed the members themselves to shine and kind of put them at the forefront so for example like you were saying when you bring them on your instagram live you are interviewing them about their expertise and then that's a more natural way for them to effectively promote shine for you and i can see how powerful that could be Okay, let me take just a minute to tell you about something that has changed my life. YouTube. Seriously. Now, I'm sure you're probably aware that YouTubers can earn money, but you might not realize how much. It's not just pocket change. You can make a full-time living as a video creator. Make good money making fun videos? I know, sounds too good to be true. But four years ago, I started my own channel. And in less than six months, my husband and I quit our day jobs, sold our house, traveled to Europe for two months, and then came back and bought a new house. And that was all financed by, you guessed it, my YouTube channel. I know this sounds crazy, but I also know I'm not the only one. There are literally millions of people supporting themselves from YouTube. And they do it by making videos about every topic you could possibly think of. Cooking, cleaning, art, makeup, career advice, real estate, cats, books, and even just reacting to other YouTube videos. If you want to learn more about how this works and how you can get a piece of the action, then check out my free on-demand workshop called Three Secrets to Reach 1,000 Subscribers and Get Your Channel Monetized in Just Three Months. Because that's the truth. If you know how the platform works, you don't have to wait years for your channel to grow. You can start getting views from day one, be making money in as little as three months, and be on your way to making a living as a creator before you know it. Sign up now for this free on-demand YouTube training by heading to gillianperkins.com slash YouTube training. Again, that's gillianperkins.com slash YouTube training. And of course, you can find that link in the show notes as well. I can't wait to teach you how to start your own successful YouTube channel and start earning a living as a creator. As you were working to get Shine off the ground and continue to grow it, what are some of the challenges that you ran into in that process? Kind of going back to the testing piece that we talked about, um, I think the challenges were, you know, thinking that it was going to work one way and then it, it didn't. So as I mentioned before, having it be a month to month membership, um, it, it, it made it harder um, just because it really wasn't. the vision wasn't aligning with the way that I had set the container up. And so that was a challenge. They also need access to not only me, but to my, my network of coaches and strategists and leaders that have helped me. So the other thing that we changed is that I have my own team members come in now and, you know, teach and share on their expertise. And then I'm also very candid and open about my own business. I share a lot, probably more so than, a lot of leaders do. I'm just very open about what works, what doesn't work. 
I'm pretty also open about numbers. I just think that that's important for people to be able to see what's realistic, um, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And so I will share a lot of that. But I think that that was a big, a, a big eye-opening change for me was getting really clear on this is for someone who has an understanding. They have a proven product or service. It's been proven in the marketplace, and they're ready to up-level that. And someone, too, that's also not afraid to be vulnerable and put themselves out there. That was another thing that I learned, that I had some people that were coming through the container and it was like they wanted to shine but not all the time they wanted exposure but they didn't really want to tell their story they wanted to be seen but they didn't want to be heard and so you know I'm a firm believer that you can't hide yourself and expect to be seen and so this container is not for someone who you can of course be an introvert that has nothing to do with it but this is someone who is ready to toot their own horn this is someone who is confident in their abilities. They may not be confident in all of their marketing and how they get it out to the world, but they are confident in what it is that they do. Um, they are not looking for someone to, you know, walk them through a six month therapy session on, you know, you're good enough. I promise. It's like, they know that they're good enough. They just need the support in getting to where they want to go. And so that was another big thing that this is really for someone who they want to be featured on my podcast. They want to be featured on my Instagram lives. They want to really use what I've built to get free publicity. And they see that as this really positive, amazing thing. Um, it was really interesting to me that I noticed that some people didn't. And I think that that's just because my background is in PR and marketing. I was a publicist for 15 years before I got into the business that I do now. And so for someone to not see free publicity as a gift was really interesting to me. So I knew that I had to kind of change and shift how I was messaging Shine to make sure to call in those people who were really ready to, to level up and to speak on stages and to get that book deal and to start getting that media that they had always been longing for without being scared to really shine. So talk to me about numbers. Have you tried a few different price points with Shine? How did you choose the pricing that you currently use? And what is that price point? Yeah, so Shine is a six-month container, and it's $6,000. So it's $1,000 a month. Um, if you do pay in full, you get $1,000 off. So it's a $5,000 pay in full, or you can do, we have a couple of payment options. And there was no crazy rhyme or reason of how I picked that number. That is just what, it was a little bit of understanding the marketplace, um, obviously understanding the value that's coming in. Um, obviously I think getting clear on who I'm calling in because that is a higher ticket offer. So that's not going to be something that is, you know, going to be for everybody because this is not something that is supposed to be for everybody. I look at of who is this ideal client? What is the perceived value? And I think that that can be a little tricky because I think a lot of times people are like, well, my whole life's work is in this program. So it should cost you know, a gazillion dollars. And it's like, yeah, but we have to be realistic here. And I also, for me, my goal is for people to see results and be so happy with, with their experience. And, and I always want to come from a place of over delivery that the program literally pays for itself. And that's what's happened. So did you start with the pricing structure that you have today or was it different at first? It was the same. I've had other programs that have changed over the years, but mm -hmm. this one has remained mm -hmm. the same. And so do you think you will stick with this pricing model long term for the program? Just for today, yes. <laughs> but again, <laughs> that could always change. <laughs> so you mentioned that to attract new members, you use your podcast, you use some Facebook ads and Instagram. What does your sales funnel look like? Yeah, so my customer journey does typically start uh, either by hearing a podcast or seeing an ad. 
Um, usually if someone sees an ad, they will then go listen to a podcast. And so it usually starts there. And, and so a lot of them have been listening to the podcast for a while. Um, they have built the know, like, and trust with me. And um, we will invite them to book a, to go to our application page and apply. And then if they meet certain parameters that we have set in place through our vetting process, they are either invited to a call or they are um, invited to a different program that we have if they are not the right fit yet. And so that's how that process looks for Shine. And then once they apply, they are invited to book a call. There's a lot of things that happen on the back end if someone doesn't book a call immediately. Um, my, um, email marketing, um, and operations manager told me once that it takes someone nine times to be reminded of something before they take an action. And so whether that's emails or whether that's bonjoros or whether that's text messages, we are touching base at least nine times to get that person to book a call. And if they book a call, great. If, if not, then they go into another series of, you know, kind of re-engaging. Um, once they book a call, they get on a call with one of our sales team members. They have a conversation there. They either join on the spot or we give them a certain amount of time to join. And then if they do, great. They're in the program. And then if they don't, then they are then sent into another re-engagement series of sorts. And so, you know, it's definitely a massive spider web that has been built um, over the years. Um, I think a lot of times when people hear, you know, the idea of sales funnels or email strategies or funnel mapping, they feel like they have to have all of that on day one. And I always remind people that I'm, you know, almost there's eight years into the business that I do now. And, you know, I'm just now where I'm at. So this kind of stuff takes years to build out, but we've got nurture sequences, engagement sequences, welcome sequences, all of the stuff. Um, and I do believe that it's also important for someone to actually hear from you in real time as well. Sequences are great. They can do their job, but I think it's important to have that in, in the real moment touch points too. As you've been working to grow Shine, what are some of the biggest lessons that you've learned through the process? I think the biggest lessons that I've learned through the process is that I need to trust my inner guidance and inner wisdom. It's okay to pivot and really getting crystal clear on who you're meant to serve and who you're not meant to serve for that particular product product or service is a gold mine. And I feel like that's something that we all hear when we first get started out and you know, we all know it conceptually and we, we may do a good job of it at times, but also remembering that it's never done. It's never over. Like I, there's always a level up. I can always get clear on my messaging. I can always get um, more clear on who I'm meant to serve. I can always get clear on, you know, how are we having these conversations? How are we supporting those that we're meant to serve? Are we supporting those that we're meant to serve? Are there resources that they're not utilizing and why? And let's look into that. And just really being mindful and keenly aware that this is a that this is a constant piece in motion. It's never done. I think that's also a misconception. People people think, well I'm gonna create this membership or I'm gonna create this course And I'm going to have this launch and I'm going to make six figures and then it's going to be done. And for me, it's never done. And even the first course I ever created, which is called Pitch It Perfect, and it helps people who want to 
pitch brands and make money on social media do so. I launched that the first time in 2016. And still to this day, I am changing things, adding things, updating things, getting clear on who we're serving. Um, You know, there's 5,000 members in that program now. And so we have a lot of uh, referral partners that are in there. And how are we supporting them and getting the word out? And so it never ends. I love that you pointed that out because I think it's something that doesn't get talked about enough. I mean, we I think most people realize that this isn't just going to be something that is like a one and done. It's going to be something that changes and grows over time. But specifically, you're talking about your target customer or who your product is perfect for that changing over time. That was something I didn't realize for a long time. When I first started creating products, I was mostly focused you know, on the product and the result the product was going to create. And I didn't spend enough time thinking about who it was for. And then maybe several months or a couple years down the road, then I thought, oh, you know, I I started hearing so many people talk about target customers. So, okay, I need to do that work. So I did that work, but then I felt like I had to stick to it for so long after that. And it was like, oh, you know, I gotta, gotta like stay in my lane kind of, this is who the product is for. But it took a couple years at realizing like, that's not quite who the product is appealing to. It's not quite who the product can help the very best. I need to refine this further or even change it a little bit. And I am realizing just like to this day that I'm continuing to slightly change who the target customer is with many of my products. Yeah, and and whether it's your team or your customers or your clients, the people who got you to your first six figures are not going to be the same people that get you to your first million. It's not going to be the same people that get you to your first three million, five million, or ten million. And so I think that as as you're growing and as you're scaling and as you're refining what it is that you're really good at and what you are meant to put out into the world and who you're meant to serve, that's also going to be changing too. So the people that I was meant to serve when I first started out are not the same people that I am meant to serve today. And that's okay. Why do you think that is? Because I think that we grow and I think that we change as human beings. And I think that we get um, more specific about what we're here to do. I think that we get um, we get really clear on who we're meant to serve as we test things out and as we grow. I think that new foundations can be laid every so often. And I think that our passions can change. You know, your, your purpose, in my perspective, I believe that your purpose is your what, but your passions are your how. And passions are meant to change. They are fleeting. And I think that if people don't realize that, it's like, think about the, you know, boy or girl that you had a crush on in sixth grade. Unless you marry that person, I doubt that you still have a crush on them now. So it's like these things are meant to evolve and grow and change as you evolve and grow and change. And so that's why I think that that is the case. Now, you can have one program or product but the the refining of that and the up-leveling that hopefully will grow and change because your first draft of, of anything is not going to be your best work. <laughs> so it's like the first thing that I ever launched is not going to be the absolute best that it can be. And my goal is to be the absolute best that I can possibly be. So with that is going to be changes and growth. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Julie. This has been fantastic. Thank you for just pulling back that curtain and being willing to share with us the behind the scenes and kind of how your program ticks. Um, Before we wrap this up, can you share with the listeners how they can learn more about you and about Shine? 
As always, the Influencer Podcast, which can be heard anywhere that you listen to podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, anywhere that you like to listen to all of that. Um, That is usually the first place that people kind of stumble upon me. I'm also on Instagram, and that's at Jules, J-U-L-S, Solomon, S-O-L-O-M-O-N. I'm I'm pretty much there every single day. And then you can go to juliesolomon.net slash shine to learn more about the network mastermind that we have there. We will be sure to include those links in the show notes for this episode. And again, thank you so much for your time today and for everything that you shared with us. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Work Less, Earn More. Now, here's what I want you to do next. Take a screenshot of this episode you're listening to right now and share it out on your Instagram stories. And when you do, make sure you tag me at Gillian Z Perkins so I can see you're listening. Sharing on stories is going to help more people find this podcast so they too can learn how to build their business in a way that allows them to work less and earn more. And if you really love the show, head over to Apple Podcasts right now and leave Work Less, Earn More a review to give it a boost and help even more people find it. Okay, let's wrap this up. I'm Gillian Perkins, and until next week, stay focused and take action.